And we're going to continue on our real life Wednesday night series. Uh, you know, a name is just a name, really. I might change up the name here for 2017. I'm not sure. But it's still going to be a name that would be very general that I could teach whatever I want. But we're talking about real life issues, what it takes to live a Christian life. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful the way that the Lord has led us over the past uh, several months, actually. And I would encourage you to go back on Wednesday nights when, when we've been teaching and just, just look at, at how God has led us and what we have taught on. And I believe that uh, this, is, this is something that is, is for us, for our church. It's going to help us to transition from the time that we are in to the time that God has for us yet to come. And we've just been looking and talking about our amazing God who is our amazing Father. And we've been talking about prayer. And you know, just, just how, how we need to be encouraged to pray. We need to understand the power of prayer. And tonight I kind of want to stay along those same lines. And, uh, you know, I really didn't know how long we would be teaching along these lines. But uh, go ahead and open up your Bibles to John chapter 10, since my uh, screen person is already jumping ahead of me here. But John chapter 10, and and you know, we know the Bible uh, is is very, very clear as it speaks into our lives. Amen. Amen. You know, God doesn't mess around. And every word is for a purpose. Every word is for a reason. And if you're reading the word of God and it's not speaking to you, then, then uh, you need to slow down and you need to do it a little bit differently. And you know, let, let the word of God speak into your life and into your situation. And the, you know, the principles of God are stated over and over again throughout the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. And it is important for us that, that we would seek Him and seek His Word. Because He has a life for us that... that uh, it goes beyond what we could imagine. He desires for us to live at a level that is higher than what we are living at tonight. And you might say, well, I'm doing good and I'm really happy with my life. And I hope that's your situation. Praise God for that. But you need to know it could get better. You could go, go even and do more for the Lord. And, and if you're at a place tonight where you're like, well, this isn't really where I want to be. You could be thankful that God has a way out for you to something better. Amen. So we could be excited about our future. No matter where we're at in life right now. Uh, we're going up. Amen. Amen. But uh, John 10, 10, Jesus speaks about this real life that he wants us to live. He speaks specifically to you and to your situation. And, and uh, he says this, he says, the, 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 my tongue is all messed up. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Johannes 10:10. Varas ei tule muu pärast kui varastama ja tapma ja hukkama. Mina olen tulnud et neil oleks elu ja oleks seda üli rohkesti. So Jesus came to give us life. Jesus tuli siia maa peale selleks et anda meile elu. 
Jesus did not come to make you religious. Jesus ei tulnud siia selleks, et teha sinuste religioose inimene. He came to give you life. Vaid ta tuli sulle anma elu. Amen. You don't come to church to be religious. You want to come here to receive life. I don't want to give you some religion. I want to lead you into life in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we are a living church. This is a living word. We, we serve a living God. He is alive. He was dead, but he is alive. And now we serve him. And he gives us more life. That, that we would not just live, but that we would have real life. And so this is available to you in abundance. This, is a, this life is an overflowing life. It means that there's so much, it just, it just wow. This is, we're talking about a happy life. And if life is starting to get kind of stale and religious, wake up. And, and you know the Bible tells us how we can have this life. You know throughout the whole Bible God is trying to get us to life. Trying to get us to tap into what he has available for us. Yes, it's through Jesus. Most of you know that. But once you receive Jesus, there is more required of you to walk in the life that Jesus has provided. To walk in the life that Jesus has provided. And so you, you need to be turning to God daily. My question is, are you turning to God daily? Are you seeking him for his supply? Are you seeking him for this life that goes beyond what you would have ever dreamed? Are you putting a demand on God for yourself? Now, in the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, most of you would know this. We've read this in several different series that we have done. But here in verse 10, it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there might be food in my house. <coughs> How many of you know we bring the whole tithe to God? Right? You know, I mean, it's not like, well, I'll give you half of the, the tithe. You know, 5% is still pretty good. Lord. Right, 7% on the good months then. No, the Bible says 10% belongs to the Lord. And he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, into the church. And then he said, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing upon you that you do not have enough room for it. He said, test me. Test me in this. How many know you can test God with your tithe? And you can say, God, I'm going to give to you because you said this belongs to you. I'm going to do this because you are faithful. I believe that. And so I ask you to bless me. Because you promised. Have you ever gone to God with one of those you promised God prayers? You know, God, you promised me to have peace. I don't have peace. You promised me. God, you promised that if I if I sought after wisdom, that you would give it to, to you know. 
unlimited. Jumala, sina oled teotunud, et kui, et kui mina igatsin tarkus ja otsin tarkus, siis sa annad mulle seda ja anna mulle üli rohkesti seda. And I need wisdom, God. Ja mul on, Jumal, mul on tarkus. You promised. Ja sa oled teotunud. What are you doing? Mida sa teed? You're putting a demand on God. Sa esitad selle nõude Jumalale. And we could do that with our finances. Ja me saame seda ka teha oma, oma, oma finantsides. And the Lord said, test me in this, go ahead. Ja Jumal ütles, ütles siin selles samas paigas, et pange mind proovile sellega. And you watch, when you're faithful to give to me, I will be faithful to take care of you. Ja vaata, kui sina oled ustav anma mulle, siis mina oled ustav anma sulle. And he said, I will open up the floodgates of heaven and I will pour out blessing upon your life. Ja siin ütleb, et ma avan taevalu uugid sinule ja panad välja oma õnistus, et sinu pea you want blessing on your life? Amen. There's three people that don't, but that's okay. But we want blessing on our We want to be blessed so that we can be a blessing. And God desires... Listen, he desires to pour out blessing on you. That's what he what he lives for. Because he wants to bless his kids. We are he's our father. He's a good good father. And he wants to bless you beyond what you could even think. And the way I know that is I watch mom and dads and how they look over their children. And they want to bless their kids beyond what their kids even know that they want to bless them. We want to make the way for our kids easier than what we have. We want to do our best to make sure our kids have a better life and a better start than what we have. And so our God, our Heavenly Father is the same way. And he said, you test me in this you watch what I will do. And he will help us. He will pour out blessing through provision. He will give you wisdom. He will give you help. He will give you health. He will give you joy. He will give you peace. He will bless your life. He will give you love. He will give you relationship with him and relationships with others. He will give you gifts and talents. And he will give you a, a, a encouragement. He will give you a, a anointing in his presence. When we serve God, we will be blessed. And we can put God to a test and we can say, God, you promise. And this, bless, this blessing is not just for finances, but thank God it includes finances. But God supplies for us from his unlimited power. Oma, oma his unlimited resources. Oma you need to know there is an abundance that is available to you. You need peace, you need wisdom, you need, you need encouragement. It's, it's all in him. And there is more than enough for this life. So that we could have what Jesus said, this life that is more than enough. This, this overflowing life. That's the life that God wants us to have through the blessing upon us. And so this is what God desires. Amen. Amen. And now the question is this. Well, if this is what God desires and if this is available, then why do so many Christians not walk in it? Why are there so many down, grumpy believers? Where's the disconnect? Why? You know, God, you promised this and this is what I see. You know, I look around the church and, you know, not everybody is, 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 is living the overflowing life. And the question is, God, what, what's, what's the problem? Where, where, where are we missing it? 
kus me eksime. And, and uh, the answer is this, it is not God's fault. Ja, väga liikne vastus selle juures on see, et see ei ole Jumala süü. It is us. Vaid <laughs> asi on meis. It is you. If you're not walking in the blessings, don't put it on God. Put kui, it on yourself. If you don't have joy, don't look at others or don't look to, to God for it. You look to yourself for it. You know, if, if I'm not walking in something, I look at myself. What am I doing to not have the blessings of God? And yes, there can be times that we we say, God, you promised. So I'm taking this step of faith because you promised. You know, and we, we've got to we believe God for those times. But, but I'm talking about your life as a whole. If you never seem to get the breakthrough, if you never seem to be at that place that, that you, you, you desire to be, look at yourself. You know, maybe you need to make, uh, obviously you would need to make some adjustment at that point. And I believe this, I believe the Bible tells us that the answer to this question is in one statement. The answer to this question is in one statement. Why are some people not walking in it? Let me tell you why. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. Now, supply and demand might not be something that you're used to hearing in church. Because that is a business term. What's wrong? Yeah. Supply and demand. No, Yeah. Okay, we got it. Supply we have, and demand. We have had a disagreement in, in the church, but whatever. <laughs> Supply and demand. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, the principle of this is, is, is as follows. <laughs> that where there is a, a demand, the supply will come. Where there is a demand, the supply will come. And if you supply something, but there is no demand for what you supply, then, then you're powerless. You know, there, there is no flow. You could have the very best uh, I don't even know what I should have thought about it before I got here. You could have the best whatever. No, whatever. Because everybody wants the best phone. <laughs> but you could have the best whatever it would be, but if nobody wanted that, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, if you have a demand for computers... How many of you know there will be a supply? You know, uh, there's going to be computer stores popping up everywhere when there's a demand for computers. And you look around this city, just about every street has a computer store. Why? Because there's a demand for computers. There's a demand for technology. We are the technological generation that's ever lived on the planet we are we are number one you know and so so there's there's a demand for technology and you could go any street and find technology stores but there's little demand today for chariots you know, I don't see many people riding around in chariots. 
And so there's not many chariot stores in Tallinn. Actually, I've never seen a chariot store in my whole life. Now, there would have been a time that there was a demand for them, and so there would have been chariot suppliers. You know, there would be those that would supply the chariots for you. Bunker. I'm sorry. She didn't understand what it meant, the chariot. Oh, okay. It's not a term everybody knows. All right, well, it's, it's what they used yeah. to ride with horses. The Romans were very famous. The Egyptians were famous. So there was a place and a time that they were wanted and needed. And, you know, uh, but I've never seen one. And so the demand is not there, and so there is no supply. But where there is a demand, trust me, the suppliers will come. And, and so let me turn this around to something that you can understand here in church, because we'll go out of university and come back to church. You need to know God has an unlimited supply that is available to you. Now listen to this. But he will only supply it when we have the demand for it. Where there is a demand, the supply will follow. And so where is the demand for what God has done for us? Where is the demand? Where is the demand for what Jesus provided on the cross? Where is the demand for the windows of heaven to be opened and poured down upon us? Where is the demand for the blessings of God? Do we want that? Everybody on the planet wants it. If you told somebody, can, do you want the healing power of God to be on your life from now until the day you die? There's not a person on the planet that would say, no, I'll, I won't take that. Do you want everything that you put your hand to to prosper? There's not a person on the planet that would say, no, 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 that's not for me. God has provided this for us. And so where is the demand? If the supply is there, Where's the demand? And I believe many Christians have become very lazy in the way that they live their lives. And this is the reason they seem to be losing ground instead of gaining ground. And we think that God knows uh, you know, all about our needs. The Bible tells us he knows what we need before we even ask him. And so if he knows my need, then he will supply. And if we don't receive what, what we think that we should have, what has man said? Well, I just guess it wasn't God's will for me to have that. I guess it just wasn't God's will for me to walk in that part of the blessing. You know, joy isn't always just been, you know, my, my cup of tea, I guess. You know, I, you know, peace isn't always just easy for me. I guess I'm just a worrier. God doesn't give me the peace. I, I'm just a worrier. And I just, I, I just, I struggle with, with sickness my whole life. And I, I guess that God just, he just doesn't, it's not his will for me to have his health. And so, you know, I... Uh, 
Listen, if you don't qualify, Gula, kui sa nii-öelda ei kvalifitseeru, if you don't put a demand on the blessing, kui sina ei nõua seda õnnistust enda elu, you will not have the supply. Siis sul ei saa olla ka seda varust. Most of the time, God is not waiting for himself. Üldjuhul Jumal ei oota enda äärel. So that he's in a good enough mood that he says, okay, now you can. Et, 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 kule, et ma ootan, kui nii ma olen heas tujus, et siis ma võin anda sulle. I feel like it today. It is my will today. Et Jumal mõtleb nii, et jah, täna mul on tuju, et täna ma võin sulle anda seda. You listen to some preachers and some pastors, that's what the way they make God think. See? Kui sa mõnikaid jutuse kuulad, siis aegajal tundub, et nad tahtsid nii räägivadki. It's just not God's will to heal everybody. Et Jumala taha ei ole kõiki tervendada. I thought he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Ma mõtlesin, et on sama eile, täna ja igavesti. I thought he's the God that can do anything at any time. Ma mõtlesin, et on Jumal, kes saab teha ükskõik mida, ükskõik millal. Well, he just doesn't want to bless me and my family. Minu pere ei taha vist õnnistada. We struggle. Meil on kogu aeg raskused. You know, it's just tough. You know, life's hard. Ja elu on raske. You know, and then you die. That's kind of... Ja siis sa sured ära ja on kõik korras. That's life, right? No, elu on selline ju. Life sucks. Elu nägemus on sinule elus. You know what that tells me? Siis teha, mida see mulle ütleb. You've already given up. Sa oled juba allanud. You've already been defeated. Sa oled juba võidetud. And you won't get a supply. Ja sa ei saa varustus selle järgmine sul vaja. Where is the demand? Kus on nõudus nende asjade järgi? And let me get off just you. Let's, let's talk about the church. Lähme teemast kõrvale. Ärme räägi enam sinust. Räägime kogudusest. Where is the demand of the church for the presence of God when we come together? Kus on kogudusest nõudlus Jumala ligiolu järele, kui me tuleme kokku? Where is the demand for his presence when the word of God is being preached? Kus on nõudus tema ligiolu järele, kui tema sõna räägitaks? Where is the demand for the healing power of God that when, when the elders of the church put their hands upon the people we will see miracles. Kus on see nõudlus tervendava väejärele kui 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 kogutse juhid panenad käsi haigete peale. Yeah, we will see miracles. Et me näeksime imesid. Where is the demand? Kus on see nõudlus? We've gotten so comfortable in our little just routine and coming to church and then going home. Me muutme väga mugavaks, et me jah me oma rutiinis ja tuleme kogudusse ja siis me oleme siinis, me oleme koju. Where is the demand that we come to church expecting to receive. Kus on see nõudlus sellerge, et me tuleme kogudusse oodates midagi vastu võtama? Me ootame, et me saame muudetud siin paigas Jeesuse nimel. Kus on see nõudlus kadunud? Ära muutu laisaks. Asi on selles, Jumal on kõik võimas ja tema võib varustada meid, millega iganes meil on vaja. But the supplier is always at the mercy of the demand of the people. Aga, aga varustaja naati nii-öelda ähm, inimeste nõudluse ja vajaduste nii-öelda, põhjus öelda, at the mercy. Sõlt, jah, sõltub, sõltub rahvast, mida rahvas, rahvas nõuab Jumala käest. All right, so let's say that again. The supplier is always at the mercy of the demander. Et varustaja naati alusti alati inimeste nii-öelda Sorry, let's get off university, back into church, Steve Barry, come on then. But listen, you could, you could have the best chariots that have ever been produced. That it doesn't even feel like you're riding in a chariot, it feels like you're just standing on air. Yeah, but if there's not a demand for chariots. You could have the best chariots everybody's ever seen. Nobody's going to want it. God's got everything for every area of your life to provide for you. Jumal on iga sinu elu ajajauks, iga elu valdkonnajauks vastused varustus olemas. How long is your list? Kui pikk on sinu nimegi? God has got an answer for each one on your list. Jumal on vastus olemas iga asja jaoks. That's his promise. That's his word. I've seen him do it in everybody's life. Okay, so if this is available, if the supplier has the supply, but we're not seeing anything supplied for us. My question is then, where's the demand? Where's the demand? You know, just as it is in business, it's the same with God. 
And, and it is, you know, he is great. He is the Lord. He's, he's the God that will supply. He can see ahead. But uh, he will only supply for what we are hungry for. What are you hungry for? What are you craving? What are you desiring from him? Oh, he knows, and I, you know, I just trust that he'll take care of me. You know, the Lord, as his will be done in my life, that's all I pray. His will was, you know, finished when he sent Jesus. He said, okay, now I've shown you my will is that you have everything. Because if I will give you my son, my one and only son, I will give you anything. Okay. Okay. Then I better start demanding. Then I better start putting a demand upon the presence of God. I better start expecting things from him. I better start believing for bigger things. Because where there is the demand, there will be the supply. Where there is the hunger, you will be filled. You know, in Deuteronomy 8, it says, when you have eaten and are satisfied. When you have eaten and are satisfied. When you have eaten and are satisfied. God wants you to be satisfied. He wants you to eat and be satisfied. That means that when you have a hunger, God wants to meet that need. Where's our hunger? Where's the hunger? Why are we not going after God? When we have something missing or broken in our life. Why aren't we pressing in and saying, God, we need more? I'm telling you, do not lose your appetite. You need to keep believing God for more. And the more demand you put upon God, the more he will give. And, and you know, God won't feed you according to his capacity. You couldn't handle the capacity that God has. Right? You'd explode. You wouldn't know what to do with it all. So God is not going to supply for you according to his capacity. So then I got to look at me. God's going to supply to me according to my capacity. What am I open for? What am I ready for? What am I believing God for? Where am I in my faith? How, what kind of a hunger do I have? That's what we're believing God for. <laughs> That's what we're seeking his presence for. Our God is so good. And he desires to supply for his people. God will supply to, for you according to your capacity. And so you need to tell God what you're hungry for. You need to tell God what you need. Yes, God knows what you need. He said, but I want you to tell me. Jesus said, God knows what you need before you ask. And what's the next thing Jesus said? So ask. I know what you need. I've got the supply. One requirement. Is that you hunger. 
and said, it's a bit eager to miss it. And then you ask. He's a cousin. I've got your supply. Will you come to me and ask me? Will you trust me with your life? Will you believe that whatever you need, I can do for you? That's what God wants. He wants the relationship. He wants the connection daily. And so some people, they don't want to go through the process. The, the, the process that supplies the provision. They don't want to go through all of the, well, I've got to be disciplined and I've got to, you know, put God first and, you know, I've got to do all this. You know, those the things, you just, oh, there's so much else to do. You know, i got to have time with God, but i got to have time with everybody else. When I have time for you know, we, we start putting all these things. You know, you're the one that, that sets your own schedule. If you don't have time for God, then you need to reschedule your life. You need to make some adjustments. You maybe need to let some things go. You need to start going in a different direction where you can have some more time. You know, and so if, if you can survive the process, you, God, God can provide for you beyond anything that you could even imagine. But he said, there's a, but God said, there's a process you must go through to get my blessing. My blessings are for anybody. But my blessings are not for everybody. Tweet that. That was a good one right there. All right. <laughs> God's blessings are for everybody. Or for anybody. Say it that way. But God's blessings are not for everybody. God's blessings belong to anyone who would believe him. Anyone who would seek him. Anyone who would test him. Anyone who would put him first. Anyone who is hungry. They will be filled. They will be satisfied. God said, are you hungry for me? Do you desire me? And I'll give you whatever. Where's your hunger? Where's your demand? Are you putting a demand on the presence of God? Do you even know what the presence of God is? Have you even spent time with him? Have you ever heard from the Lord? Man, get in his presence. Spend time with him. And I'm not talking about time like three minutes. I'm talking about time like time. Have a date with God sometimes. You know, when you have a date, how much time do you spend with the person? Well, well, as long as we're having fun. You know. Okay. Okay. Make that time with God. Say, all right, God, I'm here tonight, and I'll hang out with you as long as we're having fun. Let's let's just let's go. I'm going to read some awesome stuff out of your word. I'm going to say that those promises belong to me, and I'm, I'm expecting it from you. I'm going to talk to you about how awesome you are. Because there's nobody like you. And I'm just going to let you just put your presence on me. And refresh me and restore me. Because you know how to restore my soul. So I'm trusting you for right We're going to have this time together. I'm going to hear from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. blessing on my life. When's the last time you took some time and just did that? When's the last time you just said, okay, God, 
you promised. And so I believe because I've done my part that you will do yours. If you will go through the process, you will receive the provision abundantly. You know, Jesus, he is God in the flesh, wasn't he? That's what the Bible says, that the flesh, uh, that the word became flesh and you know, uh, uh, I don't have time. I just heard something really cool the other day, but I, I won't, I'll, tell, I'll tell it another time. Okay. Jesus was God in the flesh. Uh, but, but he could not perform just anything if there was no hunger. Do you remember that story in, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 58? Remember what he, what he said here, what the Bible says here? It says, he did not do any miracles there because of their lack of faith. What? He's almighty. He could heal anybody. He could turn water to wine. He could walk on water. He could do whatever. What do you mean he couldn't do any miracles in that city? Some cities he would go to and everybody's healed. What happened here? Here's the supplier. But there was no demand. Supply and demand is what the kingdom of God is all about. And when, we, when it comes to supply from heaven, the, the, the life, the, the, the windows of heaven being poured on us, the, 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 the presence of God, the presence of God. When it, when it comes to, to, to what he has provided for us. The supply from heaven is there. But I want you to know tonight, church, that you control the supply. Because the supplier is at the mercy of the demand. You control the supply by your hunger. Are you hungry? If, if, if Estonians did not like burger shops, there would be no burger shops. But there's burger shops everywhere. Even little kiosks sell burgers. You don't need to have a big M anywhere. Everywhere sells burgers. Right? Estonians like burgers. There's, there's a supply for burgers. We need God. We need His presence. His presence is available. The supply is ulorokasti. It's like too much. Right? It is, it is way beyond what we could even imagine. So what's the problem? Where's the hunger? Where's the hunger? Well, we just don't see miracles like we used to see back in the day. You know, there was a time in the church where people were, would come in and just be filled with God and just worship Him for hours. We just don't see that anymore What's wrong with this generation? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the supplier, we know that. The only thing that's changed is the demand. Is the hunger. I want us to get that hunger back. I want us to be hungry for the presence of God. Because the supply is there. You know, in a good sermon, that it's not up to me. 
Sest tead, see, kas ma räägin siin hea sõnumi või mitte, see ei ole minust. I hope you know that. Ma loodan, et sa tead seda. You know, it's, it's not up to the worship team. Et, et see ei ole ülisustiimi teha. And it's not up to God. Ja see ei ole ka Jumala teha. For a sermon to be a good sermon, it's up to you. And I hope you're aware that you have a role to play every time the word of God is preached to you. But when there is hunger, when there's hunger in a service, when there's hunger in people, even if there's only like 10 people here, when there is hunger, you pull things out of me that I don't even know I had in me. Because the supplier is here to supply for you. But if there is no hunger, there will be no supply. You can't blame me. You can't blame the worship team. You can't blame God. If you don't get something, you just blame yourself. Shake yourself, pick yourself up and say, next time I'm going in expecting to get something. And so this is 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 the way the kingdom of God works. This is what God desires from us. Uh, this is the way the kingdom of God works. Yeah. Yeah? All right. So, so hunger and demand. It, 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 it opens up the supply from the supplier. And listen, the supplier is always excited about the future. Whenever they find somebody who's demanding what they have. I believe our future is good. I believe this church is going to be even more blessed. I think I'm preaching pretty good right now, but I can preach even better. <laughs> Why? Because we're going to have more and more people putting a demand on God. We're going to be expecting God to show up when we show up. We're going to be pressing in and saying, I'm hungry for you, God. I want to see you today. I want to feel you. I want to experience. I want to hear from you. And so this is what God is wanting from us. And God does not give according to your need. He gives according to your demand. And you might say, but I have all these needs, God. Stop crying about your need and start demanding. Start getting hungry for the for the answer for the for the supply for that need. For the supply of the need. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 29. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. And, and uh, I want you to listen to this because the Estonian's on the wall. It says, but for everyone who has and values his blessings... And the gifts from God. And uses them wisely. They will be given more. And he will be richly supplied. And he will have an abundance. Isn't that pretty awesome? Let me read that again. To everyone who has and values his blessings and his gifts from God and and has used them wisely, more will be given. And he will will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. Man, that's that's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. This is what God wants for us. But we keep reading this verse and it goes a little dark. But from the one who does not have because he has ignored and disregarded his blessings and gifts. The things that he's received from God. Even what he does have will be taken away. 
Parece nunca. Right. Game over. <laughs> If you don't use what you have, you're going to lose what you have. That's why some people's testimony sounds like this. I remember back in the day when God was so close to me. Oh, when I would just get out of bed in the morning and just feel his presence was with me for the day. Oh, those were the days. Remember those times? When you go to church and God would show up before you? Man, those were the days. That was the good times. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Lona. <laughs> All right. But when we get to the place where we start ignoring and disregarding the blessings. In other words, when we lose the hunger. When you lose the hunger. Even what you have is going to be taken from you. Now we read this and, and you know this does not sound very much like a loving God, does it? God's going to take away from the person who doesn't even have much to begin with. But to the people that have a lot, he's going to keep pouring out on them. Sounds like God is a respecter of persons, doesn't it? It sounds like God likes people, some people more than others. And he's take away from those that don't have and he's going to give it to the ones that do have. Uh, for God to hold back and take away his blessing. You need to know this is how God works. And so we need to understand supply and demand. We need to know what it is that God expects. Because God hates waste. God hates waste. And if you're going to waste what he's given you, you will not receive it. But when you, but when you have mastered what he's already given to you, he will give you more. And so when you give him your talent and you master that talent, he will give it in a greater measure. What you hunger for and what you desire will come from the supplier. But you need to hunger. You need to know that his blessing can come to you. And he will give you increase. Which means whatever you've given to him. Your time, your treasure, your talent. Uh, he, he will give back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. It's like giving God a Coke, he shakes it up and hands it back. And you just... Right? God knows... How to meet your need. For God to meet your need is nothing. It cost him nothing to supply For you to have your need met by God, it's like it's it doesn't affect him because he's got so much supply. But all he's asking from you is that you put a demand upon him. He wants you to want him. And if you don't use what God has given you for today, then how will you be able to manage what he wants to give you tomorrow? But if you will use everything that God has given you today to the very best of your ability, you can expect more tomorrow. Because you said, my demand today is this and I'm going to use it up. 
sest minu nõudlust tänaseks päevaks on selline ja ma kasutan kõik selle ära. And tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have a greater demand. Ja homme, hommikul ma tõusin üles ja mul on suuremad nõudlused. And I'm going to give you my time and I believe you're going to bless my time. Ja ma annan sulle oma aja ja, ja, ja ma usun, et sina õnnistad minu aega. I'm going to give you my body and I believe you're going to bless my body. Ma annan sulle oma ihu ja ma usun, et sina õnnistad minu ihu. I'm going to give you my finances and you're going to bless my finances. Ma annan sulle oma finansid ja ma usun, et sina õnnistad minu finansse. I'm going to give you my life and you are going to bless my life. Ma annan sulle oma elu ja, ja ma usun, et sina õnnistad minu that is the believer that is not stuck in a place of well remember back in the day remember back in the time when God was really close no we were at that we're at that place where we're like God is here amen we show up at church and we're believing that God is here we pray with our friend and we believe God is here we go to work and we need wisdom and we know God you're here <laughs> put in demand upon him. You know what that's called in another word? Maybe a more Christianese word? Faith. Right? What do we believe in God for? Let's believe God for the best. Let's believe God for more. And not just do it in a very general way. Well, we're believing God for more. Get specific. Say, God, I'm believing you for that. This, right? That thing right there. You promised. In that area over there, God? That area is a mess. I'm believing you for this. And then my my relationships. Lord, we need help. And we're believing you for that. And then, you know, my church. Dear God, what's wrong with my church? Why don't more people come to church? So we're believing you for that. And we're putting our faith out there. We're putting our demand on God. And we're saying, God, you promised. And the demand that you put upon yourself to do what it is that God wants from you will allow you to be able to put a demand upon God. If you don't pay your tithe, you can't believe God to open up the windows of heaven. You're first. You do your part. Put a demand on yourself, self-discipline. Step out in faith. And then put your demand back on God. God, you promised. And you're faithful. He'll never leave me or forsake me. I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. God is for me. Who cares who's against me? I love you. And I'm called according to your purpose. And so everything always works out for me. We just, what did I just, I just quoted some scriptures. That's all I was doing. I'm not coming up with all that poetic words just by myself here. I'm just quoting the Bible. The promises of God. Because I did my part. God, you could do your part. How important is it to have the word? It's vital. Because that's what gives us the, the, the key and the passageway to the blessing. So supply and demand. God will supply according to your demand. God will supply according to your hunger. What are you craving for? What do you, you, you believe in God for? You know, I've lived long enough, over 40 years now. I'm in my 40s, for those who don't know. And, and you know, I've, I've been in the ministry for over 25 years. That's not a bad, bad start. And, you know, I've been able to see some things in life and in ministry. And one of the things that I have seen over and over and over is that God is faithful to his word. 
I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in my ministry. As God is faithful to his word. And this is what I've also seen. That he has always supplied to the demand of his people. Look at your church. Before we came to this place, we didn't have the finances coming in every month like we do. But then we stepped up big, we put out our faith. And we, uh, we stepped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, God supplied. We put a demand on God. Okay, if we're going to, you know, if this is what you want us to do, you need to supply. And God is faithful. Amen. Because he promised that he would be faithful to his people who would trust him. People that would take steps of faith and believe God that God would show up. And when you desire, when you ask God, you will have. But if you lose your hunger, you will lose the supply. If we all stopped going to burger places, burger places would shut down all over town. If we stop seeking God, the supplier will stop supplying until he can find somebody The Bible said he's looking all over the earth to find somebody. Is there somebody that would demand from me? Is there somebody that would be hungry for me? Is there somebody that would trust my word? And he's looking all over and he's looking all over and where are they? And then he looked in here and he found you and he's like, there they are. There they are. Now I'm ready to supply. I want to be your supplier. Whatever it is that you need, trust me, I want to, I'll supply it for you. Where's your hunger? Where's your demand? I've got whatever you need. You know, God's the connection. He's got connections, right? He's got angels that could go anywhere and do anything, and, and he could order this and that. And, and he's got power power that goes beyond anything we can understand. Where is your hunger? Hallelujah. And so this, this, this is what we need to do. We need to create the demand again in the church. Create the demand. And the supplier will show up. Amen. Amen. I've got so much more that we could share, but who knows what we're going to do here. I just, you know, every time I stand up here, we like go in a time warp, and the time just goes by so fast. I hope you're sitting there thinking, well, fast, come on, hurry up already. <laughs> but would you stand up with me right <laughs> now? You know, we could continue on this, but I think we've, we've shared enough. <laughs> I believe you got the point, so to speak. <laughs> that we have a God who cares. <laughs> we have a God who sees. <laughs> We have a God who knows what we need before we ask. And so he says, where's your demand? Where's your hunger? Come to me and ask. And I will do whatever you ask. In the name of Jesus. When you pray according to my will, I will hear your prayer. And I will answer your prayer. That's the promises we have from an Almighty God. Church, let's just let's just pray together tonight. Let's just lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that there is no one like you in all the world. And you are the one who will lead and who will guide. You take such good care of your people. Father, we come to you tonight 
tonight with a demand from the church. Lord, we demand the presence when we come into this place. We demand your Holy Spirit to show up in us. We put a demand upon your physical supply. I thank you for health and healing that belongs to us in the name of Jesus. We put a demand upon your financial supply. And I thank you that all of our needs are met according to your riches in glory. By Christ Jesus our Lord. We have more than enough. We put a demand upon your peace. Father, I thank you that your peace comes upon us that goes beyond anything that we could ask or imagine. That it doesn't make sense, but it overflows from our heart. We would walk our lives with your peace. Father, I thank you for your joy. That your joy is our strength. And we put a demand upon that joy that we would be renewed and refreshed. Day by day, we would be renewed on the inside. I thank you that your blessings follow us. That goodness and mercy chase us down. And Father, we put a demand upon your blessings. We put a demand upon your word. Because you have promised. Lord, I thank you for wisdom for your people. Lord, that in every situation we would know what is the right thing to do. And that we would act with, with, with gentleness and with humbleness.